Hello, everyone. This is Data Driven Formula One with Patrick Hanson, Gana Pagrebna. Hello, Gana. Hello, all. Hi, Patrick. So today we um, we are talking about uh, the second part of our big tobacco and Formula One uh, journey. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the previous part, so please have a look at it if you haven't seen it uh, or listen to it if you didn't listen to it yet. Uh, we talked about kind of the general strategies uh, and. Uh, um the importance of uh, tobacco companies for the development of formula one and again we have to make a disclaimer that we do not promote smoking in any shape or form but we're just talking about the impact of um tobacco companies on the sport so um so we will look at uh, the tobacco sponsorships from this pragmatic side and please uh, exercise caution you... Exactly, and it's a, if we promote anything, that it would be uh, not, uh, would be promoting uh, to not uh, smoke. And so, due to this, uh, these two episodes are interesting uh, because we want to understand uh, Formula One, of course, from all angles. And uh, this is uh, an important historic uh, relation. And uh, of course, uh, we have to have a look on it from that way. Yeah, so so as we promised in part two, we will go in the, in, into detail um, and talk about sponsorships, various sponsorships of teams and show you some pictures of uh, the cars. And uh, uh, we kind of started with it last time when Patrick was saying that uh, there was originally tobacco sponsorships of, on, uh, on toys, Next but not state. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> not not anymore and i will show you uh, the examples and um and uh, so here you see a model which is from the 1980 season so i guess this little car must be also made in 1980 80 or 1981 and uh, this is clearly not a collector's model but it was uh, done as a toy um so from a, today's point of view, this, you cannot see this anymore. So interesting, uh, and we discussed this in the beginning of our last episode, uh, smoking in the 1980s was quite normal. It was not, I mean, people already had been well aware that it's bad for the health, uh, but uh, it, it, you not thought about it that much that you have to protect uh, your children from it. So it was still normal. It was maybe not that normal as in the 1960s or 70s, but if the parents had smoked, they smoked in the car with the children sit, sitting in the back seat, for example. And it was also um, nothing strange to see um, here the Marlboro name on a child's toy. Of course, a very uh, dangerous because, um, to be honest, when uh, you start smoking, it's not that you have your first cigarettes as an adult, but uh, mostly you may uh, start uh, regularly smoking in the age of uh, 15 or even uh, earlier. That's why it's especially dangerous to have um, uh, advertising on uh, children uh, toys like in this example. And uh, consequently it is uh, forbidden uh, today. So uh, here you see, for example, the same car as a collector's model 
which is uh, from uh, today. And you see the same car, but the, uh, it does not show any Marlboro logo. Why? Uh, and said this is a collector's model, so made for people over 18. But um, nevertheless, if it would have the Marlboro uh, logo, like the original, as I said, this car is from 1918, the original, and in all uh, the 1980, and uh, this is from the Canadian Grand Prix. So I investigated a little bit. So it drove the Canadian Grand Prix 1980 with the Marlboro logo. So this is just for the model that they took it off. And this for the easy uh, reason, if they would put uh, Marlboro on it, it would not be allowed to sell this uh, to consumers under the age of 18. So the shop would have to ask uh, for a passport, for example, like selling uh, cigarettes or alcohol. And to avoid this, um, uh, mostly the manufacturers of such collector's model, let's say they sell, uh, they produce 95% of these cars without the um, tobacco advertising and maybe 5% they sell it uh, with the advertising and these cars uh, are normally a little bit more expensive, like 10, 20 dollars or if you see them today on uh, eBay, they really ask for much higher prices, sometimes the double of the, the price of the car without the advertising. So uh, here you also see another aspect, how, uh, how really the perception of uh, smoking changed um, over the last uh, decades. And that's right. So and, uh, quite, a, uh, quite an interesting uh, also marketing shift uh, in terms of, yeah. Uh, yeah, in terms of offering this to kids and, uh, yeah, the current regulations, I imagine, um, prohibit this. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we see a, a continuous competition uh, between governments and uh, marketing and departments, legal departments, as uh, we get stricter uh, regulations. And the other sides, the big uh, companies, they have a lot of lawyers, marketing experts thinking about finding uh, loopholes. And then this works for one, two years. Governments change regulations. And the companies again look for other loopholes. So quite similar than, than the competition on the racetrack. Mm -hmm. Well, we discussed, uh, we, we have done an episode on Enzo Ferrari. Again, please have a look at it if you haven't seen it. And uh, there we, we have already discussed uh, Enzo Ferrari's conviction about cigarettes and tobacco. And uh, he was uh, really against uh, uh, having a tobacco advertisement on his cars and there is even a famous quote, I don't smoke and neither do my cars. And uh, Patrick knows a lot about it because he wrote a whole book on Enzo Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, Italy in that time, it was quite, uh, I think, quite untypical to not smoke and even more to be, uh, let's say, a little bit more radical on that point. Of course, uh, this has also a double meaning because uh, uh, this was related um, uh, to the first uh, contacts with tobacco uh, industry where they asked uh, Ferrari uh, also to have uh, such sponsoring as uh, several other teams had at that time. And his uh, answer was this, I don't smoke and neither do my cars. Of course, there's a little bit a double meaning because if you see a smoking car in Formula One, this is mostly 
not a good sign, but means that in the next few laps, this car has to be stopped uh, with a technical problem somewhere on the racetrack and uh, will not be able to finish the competition. So, of course, uh, he plays here with the double meaning of this sentence. But uh, this was, uh, nevertheless, this was a, a clear uh, philosophy at uh, Ferrari, as uh, at least for the time until he was still officially in uh, control, which was uh, until 1986, 1987. So uh, on the right, you see a Ferrari, a Ferrari 312 from 1961, and the first. Um, Advertising had been Shell, which is another uh, uh, quite sustainable relation uh, because this uh, they're still having Shell today as one of their main sponsors. And this was a, a relation Enzo Ferrari was very proud of. We discussed a lot of the different uh, options of the Marlboro uh, logo. Uh, in the last episode, uh, the part one, and uh, one of the examples you see here, the 1997 Ferrari, where you see the Marlboro logo, but uh, not uh, with the logo. And, and by the way, here you have eight. Yeah, here exactly, you have eight. I wanted to mention it. <laughs> yeah. Just I wanted to mention it in opposite to the logo, which uh, we have shown you uh, in the last uh, episode. Here we have the eight lines and not just seven. Mm -hmm. So who knows why they've changed it? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I will look it up. I have no idea why, uh, but <laughs> but uh, we will find out. So I will, I will try to look it up now, but I, I can't find anything like, really quickly. Yes, so. I mean, uh, in the last episode, you had the idea that it's maybe related to how many cigarettes it's, are yeah. in the room of a package. But also, I mean, this uh, has changed uh, over the years and maybe changed from country to country. Also, uh, as the prices based on higher taxes go up, uh, companies like to camouflage this a little bit. So keep the price the same, but just include less cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, for you watching us on uh, YouTube, on the right, you see the 1987 Ferrari uh, F1, 87 accordingly called. And here it was the first time that we have the Marlboro logo directly on the car. And this, at that time, Enzo Ferrari uh, still was uh, active, uh, but let's say more uh, consulting role. He was not in charge anymore of the uh, racing team and here they could have overrode his uh, philosophy and uh, put Marlboro as one of the company's uh, sponsors. Yeah, that's right. So the, the actually the um, relationship between Ferrari and uh, um, Philip Morris uh, started uh, back in 1984. But uh, the first company that Philip, well, obviously, for those of you who don't know, Philip Morris actually British, <laughs> British descent, let's just say, company. And um, so the uh, initially they sponsored McLaren. So in 1996, they signed uh, an agreement with a sponsorship agreement with McLaren. But then in 1997, they dropped McLaren and they became a sponsor of Ferrari. 
and uh, what we, you actually see on the on on the left hand side if you're watching us on YouTube is the 1997 uh, Ferrari car with uh, this iconic uh, uh, Marlboro look, and uh, in fact, um, on the next uh, on on the next uh, slide, uh, uh, this is the, probably how you remember uh, uh, Michael Schumacher. And here we have even more bars, <laughs> as yeah. you can see, and not it, seven different sizes. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it just uh, fits uh, whatever size uh, there is. Uh, well, I will I will try to find out for next time, and uh, tell you uh, kind of when we next uh, when we record next episode why that is. Uh, but if you do know, uh, or if you are a smoker and you you have some ideas on why why that is, let us know. So yeah, so as you can see, this is like very iconic um, look of. Uh, this um, um, Ferrari car uh, with Michael Schumacher in it, and you can see that there is uh, uh, this uh, schematic uh, uh, logo of uh, Marlboro uh, and uh, with with some black bars. And there are more bars definitely than eight. <laughs> yes, and I, I think they, I think they even adapted a little bit the shade of the red to make it fixing with the Marlboro red. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, I apologize for the quality, but this is um, 2001, again, very famous look of Michael Schumacher's Ferrari, again, with large Marlboro logo uh, on, on, yeah, on the rear, uh, in, 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 in the rear. And, uh, you, you know, you, you over, probably all could relate to this. So from, uh, yes. you know, back in 2001, which was Schmacher's fourth world title. And this is the car that he drove that season. Yes, and for the ones who are not regularly uh, watched um, Formula One, the, the advertising strongly depended also on the uh, local uh, law. So I think 2001, there had been some few uh, tracks where it was still allowed, but in most of the times they would have just somehow this uh, barcode-like design. Um, yeah, so um, I mean, when we talk about Ferrari, we also... The you need to say that even though Enzo Ferrari was completely against uh, tobacco sponsorship, then eventually uh, the Philip Morris and uh, Ferrari became so close that uh, uh, the CEOs kind of served on both um, uh, on both boards. Um, so, for example, um, uh, Sergio Macionek, who was uh, um, a chairman of um, a CEO, sorry, of, of, of Ferrari for many, many years. Uh, so he also was on uh, the PMI on on, on Philip Morris uh, uh, board for, and until he his death. And when he passed away in 2018, uh, the non-executive chairman, I, I believe, um, is it Sergio? Oh, sorry, it's Luis Camineri. Yeah, so Sergio Macchione was uh, the guy who, who passed away. And yeah, um, so Luis Camineri, he um, uh, replaced, uh, so he became the new CEO. And uh, basically, he was non-executive chairman of Philip Morris, and he became the CEO of Ferrari. Uh, so again, uh, was very tight link uh, between the two companies. 
so as mm-hmm. far as I as far as I know, in December 2020, um, Luis Camilleri uh, resigned, and now it's uh, John John Elkin who is the CEO of Ferrari. Uh, but uh, they did say that he is a temporary CEO, so we now are, are kind of waiting for him to be replaced uh, by someone. But um, um, again, uh, like I said, uh, for many, many years, uh, there was a very, very tight link between the two companies. And uh, we don't know, maybe, you know, uh, the next CEO could also have links to Philip Morris. We will see. Um, and um, I mentioned this earlier in the first episode that, yeah, in the last decade, Philip Morris spent uh, $625 million <coughs> on the development into, of the sport. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they are still uh, connected as today we have uh, Mission uh, Winnow as a sponsor, mm-hmm. which is somehow strongly related uh, to Philip Morris. So the cars up to today have the logo for day 2021 in uh, green. Uh, quite curious. So uh, today we have still, let's say, the Ferrari with this tobacco. And uh, there was only one exception for the 1000 uh, race last year in, um, uh, in the um, Mugello mm-hmm. Grand Prix. And for this, they had the retro. And I, just as a curious, and I, I looked it up uh, today, this car really has nowhere uh, the mission uh, window logo as the normal car's design delivery, which they used in the 2020s. So this is, let's say, the only Ferrari who really mm. had not been uh, smoking for a long, long, long time. Yeah, so I also wanted to mention that Luis Camilleri was actually praised for kind of revolutionizing the sort of the uh, world view of Philip Morris so from being just a tobacco company to this new view. And yeah. with uh, Mission Win now, um, uh, uh, it's important to also say that apart from... Um, yeah, apart from uh, sort of um, having the uh, logos on cars, uh, on, on, on current cars, we also had um, uh, a book by Kimi Raikkonen, uh, which, uh, right. which I believe is called Win Now Your Words, right? Uh, and is it Kimi's uh, book of haiku or something like this, so, which they introduced uh, in uh, I think it was in 2018 before the Japanese Grand Prix for obvious reasons <laughs> because of the name. And then um, uh, also Philip Morris is often a sponsor of various events yes. uh, that Ferrari runs. For example, uh, in 2019, uh, uh, so Ferrari was, I think, criticized because Philip Morris was, the, what they did for Monaco Grand Prix in 2019, they hired a yacht, <laughs> and, you know, you could meet Sebastian Vettel, so it was kind of this meet and greet yacht. Um, and also there was a, a breakfast. Uh, so the, so the, uh, uh, Philip Morris owns an insurance company called um, Revity, or Rev- yeah, uh, Revity, uh, and uh, they had uh, this executive breakfast, I think, in August 2019, where again Sebastian Vettel was present. 
and um, yeah, so it it was um, also criticized as being quite hypocritical because what they discussed uh, at that event was. Uh, um positive li- lifestyle uh, choices and uh, they said well how can you <laughs> have tobacco sponsorships of sponsorship of positive lifestyle choices but um, in any case that happened um, and uh, yeah so there were also there was also an event that they sponsored i think for for military and you know so it was uh, kind of multiple things uh, that there were criticized for so like every once in a while as a main, main sponsor of ferrari uh, philip morris actually gets involved in some of the events but usually there is a critique that comes out right after that because obviously uh, big tobacco does not have a very good image yeah that's why that but let's say an opposite maybe mm-hmm. to 1960s uh, or 1970s uh, a driver like sebastian vettel I think personally, it's not uh, smoking. So anyway, a little bit questionable. Uh, and personally, I would be curious how many of the top management in Philip Morris are smokers to right to today. I would assume also a very small percentage. But this is my personal theory on that. Yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah, it's an interesting question. Uh, but um, yeah, I think it's also an interesting question how many people who work in philip morris also work in ferrari <laughs> i know that um luis camilleri he was like i said he was non-executive uh, chairman of philip morris and when he resigned in december um, 2020 from ferrari he at the same time resigned from philip morris so he resigned from both positions not just the position at ferrari but uh, I'm wondering now that they ha- they are in the situation when they have an interim chair, CEO, sorry, not chair, chairman. Uh, so CEO, what you know, who will be the next person, and actually, how many people in the, an executive board are also in Philip Morris? Who knows? But my my guess is quite a few. My guess is quite a few, but I don't know. Yeah. But nevertheless, uh, let's go away from Ferrari for a little bit, because uh, tobacco uh, industry was important uh, practically for all uh, bigger and uh, smaller teams. So let's have a look on some of the uh, libraries, this in an alphabetic uh, order. And uh, maybe on the first look, you may think that this is uh, McLaren because it has the practically the iconic Marlboro McLaren uh, design, but uh, it is uh, the 1980 uh, Alfa Romeo. And before McLaren, uh, they had this classic uh, Marlboro design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, then we come to a different uh, brand. Uh, which was related to Benetton and I think a quite interesting uh, combination uh, because Camel, uh, let's say I, from the 1990s, uh, I remember as a brand which uh, mostly had a had a picture of the typical Indiana Jones adventurer traveling somewhere in the jungle uh, of Asia, Africa, whatever. So it would be a brand I would uh, relate more to, let's say, a Jeep Wrangler than to a Formula One car. Nevertheless, they had been a sponsor from 1991 to 1993 with the Benetton team. Mm-hmm. 
And this is also, we have to remind people probably, since we were talking about Michael Schumacher, Michael Schumacher that uh, this is the team where Michael Schumacher started. <laughs> so, so indeed, uh, so Patrick was saying uh, in the first part that tobacco helped uh, kind of uh, train uh, uh talent uh, through some 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 small teams and this is indeed true when we look at the smaller teams uh, where we had uh, we have a lot of them today yeah so just uh, to finish after camel it was uh, mild seven and um, honestly as i'm uh, not smoking i'm not really an expert if this is the same company just a different brand or it's a different uh, company to camel mm-hmm. but i mean Anyway, and let's have a uh, look on one of these uh, small teams. Uh, this is not a Ferrari, as you might think, but uh, BMS uh, Scuderia Italia, a small Italian team. In, in some years, very close looking to a Ferrari with the airship uh, Pioneer, Goodyear, and, and the Marlboro, but uh, complete uh, independent team. Uh, I think in with, uh, with the exception maybe of the last year, they not even used the Ferrari engines. Mm-hmm. But it shows, uh, I think, quite good Marlboro's strategy. They had been a, a main sponsor as for Ferrari, as for McLaren or the Alfa Romeo example, but they had been a B or C sponsor for practically uh, a lot of uh, teams, nearly most of the teams, uh, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, yeah, like we mentioned before, they were not only sponsoring the teams, but also on circ- present on circuits, yeah. and the circuit choice was also uh, influenced by Big Tobacco. Yep, that, that's correct. Then we have the uh, British-American uh, racing team, uh, which have been uh, sponsored by Lucky Strike and by uh, 555, uh, two brands which belong to the same company. Uh, so I remember, I think it was in the beginning when they had the uh, marketing idea to uh, paint the cars in the two different designs, meaning Lucky Strike on the right and 555 on the left or the other way around, which was uh, in uh, a violation to FIA regulations so they had to step away from that idea, but uh, they had two different designs, meaning one of the drivers started with Lucky Strike and the other one with 505, at least in the first uh, season. After this, uh, they went away from 2000 to 2005. They just used the Lucky Strike design, and I think this is the more popular brand. And at the end, uh, 2004 to 2005, they just um, uh, used the liveries from 555, which is honestly a brand which I do not know. So I don't know if we have them here in the US on the market or in Europe on the market or it's in Asia or I don't know. So the Lucky Strike uh, is uh, is a brand of um, British American tobacco, BAT, about whom we talked a lot in the, in the first part. And they were the main sponsor of uh, uh, of uh, McLaren, and uh, still are from uh, 
2019 as far as I know the principal partner Just... at uh, McLaren. Um, yeah, with uh, 555, I will look it up now. I, I think, think it. I, I think it's, it's probably it's also, also BAT, right? Exactly. But, I think it's another brand. But I don't know if it's maybe just a local one uh, or if it's really just a, a small one because I am not aware that I ever saw it in reality. But Lucky Strike, I remember in, in some time in Germany, it was quite popular as it was a younger brand, a little bit more crazy as uh, you might say than the typical Marlboro. Yeah, it says uh, that it's basically um, uh, produced in England and um, introduced uh, in 1896. And it looks like it's all um, UK or British colonies <laughs> where <Okay>. they sold it. <laughs> but uh, there is United States on the list and Brazil and some, uh, you know, but, but, but mostly, yeah, mostly it's uh, uh, British Empire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, but this is a BAT brand. Yeah. yeah. With this, we come to uh, British uh, racing motors. And mm -hmm. um, I think this was uh, the first time that a Marlboro um, uh, car uh, became champion. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm correct. So again, uh, quite early, as, and this was the first time we have this really this classic Marlboro design as be, became quite iconic in uh, Formula One. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also looked up uh, Camel. So Camel uh, uh, belonged to RJ Reynolds, which was a U US company. Oh. And uh, then also J Japan Tobacco produced uh, the kind of the Asian market version of it. Yeah. Quite interesting. Yeah, so they are really different brand. Even if uh, we have to say that Marlboro was really the one dominating, and I assume in some of the seasons there have been like fifty percent of the cars sponsored by uh, Marlboro. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So it's practically Ferrari here from uh, nineteen ninety three to two thousand seven, for example, and even uh, earlier, and uh, up to uh, today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we've already discussed the mission. We now quite uh, in quite detail, but yeah, importantly, it was not only Ferrari but also Forti and uh, some other uh, teams. Yeah, and, and I think here the text uh, must be wrong. It's this was uh, just uh, it was never. I mean, this team only existed some years in 1995. So please ignore the text on the right. Yeah. So was it just it was just Marlboro, right? Exactly. And it was, I think, just 95. And uh, I mean, uh, if you are on, on YouTube, you maybe you can see it uh, right uh, on the top, this little red box. So it was really a very, very, very small sponsor on the 40 team. But nevertheless, there it was. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, Jordan, uh, I mean, they're f uh, famous uh, with Benson and Hedge, uh, as in one year, as in 2001, they had the shark. And I think it was the 2000 where they have the, uh, the Hornet, so quite um, creative uh, design for related Benson and Hedges here. Mm -hmm. 
another, of course, very uh, iconic designs, especially uh, for French cars, uh, had been the blue uh, Gitans, also as it's perfectly, I think, uh, relates uh, to the French cliche that uh, uh, that people are smoking there relatively more than in the rest of uh, Europe. Uh, and also, I mean, it's like the uh, the company has the same blue as the national uh, flag, so uh, quite uh, iconic uh, design and iconic combination together with uh, French uh, teams. Yes, we discussed when we discussed nineteen seventies. We showed this this car. <laughs> exactly, and of course uh, an, another iconic view on Formula One, uh, the John Player special Lotus with the gold uh, on black. Mm -hmm. I don't, but, and um, I must say, I I'm not uh, know if this John Player special is still existing as a brand or a company. As I said, it's, it's hardly uh, that you see people smoking here in the US. So, uh, I not even know if this, this, uh, all these brands are still existing uh, today in 2021. But I mean, uh, this uh, in the 1980s, I mean, this was one of the famous uh, designs, images of a Formula One car, besides the all black Ferrari, the maybe the black, uh, sorry, the red and white uh, Marlboro McLarens, but this uh, uh, black and gold John Player special. Yeah, John, it was John Player and Sons. Uh, it was a Nottingham-based company, a British company. And um, it was uh, kind of, it inherited from Imperial Tobacco. But mm. then um, I don't really know what happened afterwards. <laughs> uh, let me just see. Um, well, it says it's still active. Uh, so I don't know whether, so I guess it's still um, produced uh, in Nottingham somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and I think something what we discussed in the uh, first ep episode, um, uh, right in the 1960s, uh, I mean, if I would see John Player special, uh, not being an expert, but I would assume this was like the cigarettes that James Bond uh, would have smoked. There's been uh, such an elegant uh, design and there's an interesting article and um, we put here, here also the link, you can read it on the internet, uh, discussion a little bit why this John Player Special Library become uh, so iconic, still known uh, until today. Well, first of all, because the colors, this little bit gold on the uh, largely black, it looks very, uh, it's a very simple uh, design, simple, but uh, elegant, so something which you, may relate uh, especially to uh, to the UK related to, uh, to lords related to secret agents like um, James Bond so uh, somehow this looked very very British in a positive uh, way very glamorous but glamorous uh, with style and of course it was a combination which not only looked good but also had been uh, fast and reliable so we had various championships uh, combined with the world's best drivers related to Emerson Fittipaldi, Ma Mario Andretti, and also the early Ayrton uh, Senna. So uh, this is not only something elegant, but something which we uh, remember 
combined with uh, success. So, uh, so even if we do not have this design for obvious reasons in uh, Formula One anymore, I remember it was, I think two years ago where the, or was it last year? Uh, so maybe one or two years ago where the Haas team had a very similar uh, design also as they had uh, a British, uh, I think it was a British sponsor as an energy drink, which had a, this complete uh, same uh, color combination. And uh, for example, this year in 2021, uh, Abbas, uh, they are offering the special edition of the Fiat 500 in this uh, iconic uh, design, black with a little bit of gold. This not directly related to the John Player uh, special in uh, Formula One car, but in the, uh, I think it was in the 1980s, also Abbas had uh, already a first special uh, edition of a car uh, painted in these colors. Uh, I think it was a Fiat 124. And of course this uh, original Abbas had been somehow inspired by the Lotus uh, design. So uh, even today with changed uh, this tastes related uh, colors design in general, I think this is something what we still uh, consider as a very uh, elegant, uh, glamorous, and tasteful combination. Yeah, so, and um, I just looked up, uh, the, uh, so yeah, so currently J, uh, JPS still exists, and mostly um, uh, the market uh, is mostly in the UK, obviously. And uh, I looked up the James Bond, and it uh, basically says that he actually smokes uh, uh, a mix of three gold uh, bands, uh, which is made by Morelands of uh, Grosvenor Street. So it's a kind of it's a special, uh, more kind of stronger cigarettes. And um, the, the cool kind of fun fact, uh, like Patrick said that, uh, you know, in the 60s, everyone smoked and we discussed the importance of uh, cigarettes in movies. So apparently in 1960s, Bond smoked in 83% of films, uh, uh, lighting his first cigarette within 20 minutes. And uh, his last cigarette that he smoked on the screen was in 2002 in uh, Die Another Day. Uh, and since that time, um, James, Bond, James Bond was not smoking in, in a James Bond film. So, so his smoking habits kind of declined over time. Yes. Uh, uh, and of course, uh, James Bond uh, drove uh, Lotus in the 1980s. Yes. But is this uh, news? New facts, uh, also for me, let's uh, go back to our Formula One teams. Uh, March 1977 to 82, uh, having uh, the Rotmans uh, library, mm -hmm. as it was also later used uh, by the Williams team. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Mac McLaren, I mean, I think uh, most of us, uh, we, uh, Remember, maybe we, we saw it still back in time or we know it from photos, videos. This is, I mean, the, a classic Formula One design. And, uh, and similar as the John Player special, special not only an iconic um, combination of colors, but this uh, had been charged with the success 
with the titles, its numerous titles, like for example, Alan Prost, Ayrton Senna. So something which we relate uh, to success and with this we relate, let's say the Marlboro design in general with uh, success and may tempted to buy these cigarettes. And I mean, this is of course the idea of the uh, marketing responsibles of a company. This is the reason uh, why they uh, put their brands on the cars. Yeah, and um, so we also we discussed uh, quite uh, in detail kind of the current state of McLaren and uh, obviously the British American Tobacco is one of the main sponsors. Like I said, in 2019, they became the principal partner at McLaren. And um, there was this controversial Better Tomorrow campaign uh, in 2019 so we showed you some pictures in the first part so if you want to see have a look when they basically used the wipe branding wipe as an e cigarette produced by british american tobacco and also uh uh so the interesting things that uh you know obviously they you know, produce quite a few of this sort of velo nicotine pouches and we use uh, e-cigarettes and uh, uh, yeah, so there were quite a few episodes where, you know, they try to put in the, the adverts for this uh, for this new types of cigarettes in various events as well as the uh, virtual racing uh, as we found out again in part one. So if you want to, to know more about uh, British American Tobacco and McLaren partnership, also have a look at part one where we talked about it in more detail. Exactly. And a uh, fun fact uh, regarding McLaren, uh, they have been sponsored 74 to 96 by Marlboro. Then from 97 to 2005 in their uh, Mercedes um, time, they've been uh, sponsored by a German tobacco company which uh, main brand had been West. So the fun mm -hmm. fact is that West was practically, due to my perception, a Me Too product from uh, Marlboro. They had completely uh, the same uh, color combination and uh, um, practically the same image as, uh, as Marlboro. So it had been quite a copycat uh, brand based on my personal perception. And you will see this uh, in one of the last uh, teams, we will talk about uh, them because it starts with the uh, set and therefore it's the last team we will speak about. And they had also some quite uh, creative way to, uh, to bypass uh, the uh, tobacco uh, regulations in Formula One, as you will then see. Yeah, so the German company that uh, Patrick is talking about is called uh, 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 Rimsma. Rimsma. And, uh... Rimsma. And uh, it belongs to a, a larger conglomerate called Empirical Brands, Imperial, sorry, Imperial Brands. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so so that's uh, kind of the, the production uh, companies behind the West, the West brand. Yeah, and um, I, I include here some information about uh, Marlboro because I think it's quite uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so Marlboro, the brand, was the first time launched in 1924, so it's a quite old one, practically uh, 100 years old, and it was uh, originally uh, launched as with the idea of being America's luxury uh, cigarette. 
uh, didn't work out that good. So already six years later, they tried uh, to rebrand it. Uh, the, the, I mean, the, the image. And now they marketed it as a women's cigarette uh, uh, with the claim mild uh, as May. So practically mild as uh, May. It is, I mean, the complete opposite image to what they had later, because I mean, things for most of us became Marlboro with the cowboy, the Marlboro man, so very macho. And I think the opposite uh, be as being mild, at least from the image as I uh, never smoked, I really don't know if they have been mild or not mild. So I'm just speaking here about the uh, branding, the, the image. Um, the famous uh, logo, uh, the red and white, uh, was designed by uh, Frank Gianotti, who was a quite uh, uh, well-known um, graphic designer at that time. So they, Marlboro, they bought this, uh, this design, um, this image of the, uh, the red and white uh, triangle. And only in the 1950s, it was repos repositioned as a man's cigarette. And uh, what we saw... In episode one, uh, Formula One, especially at that time, was a very uh, macho sport. So using Formula One, uh, if you want to rebrand a cigarettes from female to a male brand, uh, was a very logical uh, choice, of course. Uh, it was only later in 1972 where Marlboro became the best-selling brand worldwide. In the, it was in the same year as they also started their sponsorship sponsorship in Formula One. So it helped them uh, to establish their, uh, their position as being the world's most best-selling brand. Yeah, and uh, while uh, Patrick was talking, I actually uh, counted the number of bars on the, on, on the McLaren cars that you can see on, the, on your um on your screen on your screen if you're watching us on youtube and actually previously we saw it was uh, um with seven bars with eight bars so these are nine bars <laughs> and uh, on uh, on 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 some we saw even more so it looks like there could be you know random number of bars <laughs> more or less and uh, yeah we will try to find out why yeah i'm just thinking could it be related to championships which Marlboro cars won over the time. I mean, this could be this as a theory of mine. I would. Okay, so we will find out. Let's find out what happens. And uh, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, and this is something what we already discussed. Uh, despite no longer being able to display the logo on the Ferrari cars nowadays. Uh, Philip Morris renewed his sponsorship deals in 2011, 2015, 2017 up to 2021 and uh, just speaking about the 2017 deal it was reported to be worth 160 million a year so i mean a good argument for ferrari that they want to keep uh, this sponsorship even if you may argue that ferrari would be maybe the team least uh, dependent on uh, sponsors and uh, since 2018 it is using the mission uh, renault branding and uh, this would say with their uh, claim, uh, we are committed to constant improvement to transform not only our company, Philip Morris, but an entire industry for the 1.1 billion people who smoke and those around uh, them. So they are somehow promoting the phasing out of the classical cigarettes with, with what is what uh, they are going. 
So, from red back to uh, blue, another French team. And of course, they kept up the uh, typical relation with uh, Chaloas. And this from 1997 to 2000. So, again, very typical uh, French uh, design. Also, uh, one of the other main sponsors had been uh, PlayStation. Mm -hmm. uh, with PlayStation, we have, as you know, the annual uh, Formula One games. And I'm, and I'm just thinking, I'm not sure if you can see these uh, sponsorings in the early versions of uh, Formula One, or if they had been excluded. Uh, if not, you would have to, uh, so that the game was also um, viable by people under 18. Mm -hmm. Something we can investigate maybe someday when we speak uh, uh, about uh, Formula One games. Yeah, also the, the interesting part is that uh, this Jalous uh, or Galous uh, is actually produced by, um, by Polish manufacturer, I believe. So, um, yeah, and uh, uh, even though the country where they produced is France, is actually the actual, the regional manufacturers from Poland. Huh? Interesting. And uh, again, French team uh, Renault, and they had been sponsored 2002 uh, with 2006 uh, by Malt uh, 7. So, so even if uh, cigarettes had been still allowed, the tendency had been to uh, promote more the mild uh, brands, uh, mm -hmm. which of course should uh, promote somehow the idea that mild cigarettes are better for your personal health. Yeah, like, as, uh, like electronic cigarettes as well. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, even if, if it was still allowed, uh, uh, by by law, slowly uh, the perception in society was changing, and uh, smoking was not understood that much as cool. But uh, people get more and more aware of the uh, risks for health. And so, first companies started to try to promote a little bit more the mild cigarettes, mint cigarettes, whatever. Even, of course, from a health point of view, it didn't make any change. Yeah, so Mild 7 is actually produced by Japan Tobacco, so it's Japanese Mebiusu, uh, uh, I think, uh, the brand, Mebius uh, in English, but it is, it is produced in Japan, <laughs> even though it's blue. Yeah, brilliant. Mm -hmm. Good. And with this, uh, we're traveling a little bit back in time, uh, Shadow with Embassy, and I think Embassy was the first of the tobacco companies sponsoring uh, Formula One, uh, mm -hmm. together with, uh, related to uh, Graham Hill. So we see here uh, Embassy and uh, 1973, and three years later, Shadow uh, had one season uh, together with Lucky Strike. Mm -hmm. And then again, it was uh, both were Imperial Tobaccos and Lucky Strike became the BAT. And Embassy, I don't know, probably disappeared. I don't know whether it still exists. 
I don't know. But also, I think uh, if you see this design, looks uh, very elegant. Uh, so looks very British, white, a little bit red, and then the gold. I mean, a very elegant '60s design. Mm. Yeah, it says that. Yeah, yeah, just sorry to interrupt, uh, Patrick. Yeah, so the, uh, apparently uh, embassy still exists and uh, owned by imperial brands at the moment. Yeah, but I'd say, I, I would assume they don't have a, a bigger market share, at least not to my knowledge. Probably not. No, but still sold in the UK. It's uh, produced in the UK. Okay, so would be interesting to know how relevant are these brands today. But anyway, I wanted to say, uh, for me, it's a very elegant uh, 1960s design, even if you are talking about 1970s here. Mm -hmm. No. Probably. W, w and. F uh, but yeah. Okay, let, let's speak of, uh, about uh, Williams. Uh, in the last year, uh, first they had the uh, Rodmans, and then they changed in the last time um, to uh, Winfield, as you see here. Mm hmm. And I was just stucking a little bit because I can also see the next slide. And I was thinking we included uh, one slide about uh, the small German team uh, Zagspeed, but uh, we did not because um, um, because uh, this uh, they had uh, West as uh, as their uh, brand. Mm -hmm. So I said the car looked completely like the uh, McLaren with the Marlboro logo. So it looked like a you could really easily mix up the two cars uh, only with the difference that the McLarens was typically the first two ones and such speed mostly the last two ones. So, so the only uh, occasion where they came together was when uh, the uh, Ayrton Senna was lapping the such speed. Uh, and, and quite iconically, uh, they had West as their sponsor and then slowly end of the eight, uh, 90s, uh, end of 80s and the 90s, uh, it uh, was forbidden to have uh, the uh, tobacco advertising. They just uh, changed the name. So instead of West, you saw in the Grand Prix, for example, at the German Grand Prix, uh, they put East. Which yeah. was also quite uh, fitting because we are, uh, had been in the time after uh, Perestroika, so slowly uh, German, but uh, Western brands was, have been entering the former well, there's still Eastern Europe, so uh, we had uh, all this, so it was a quite uh, good choice, very creative, and I think uh, also uh, McLaren repeated this, uh, as they had West as their sponsor, the car was uh, completely silver, and sometimes that when it was necessary, they, not, uh, they exchanged West by East. Yeah, so, so if quite you... Creative solution. Yeah, if you Google Zach, uh, Zach Speed F1, you will find both uh, uh, pictures uh, for East and West, <laughs> West and East. Um, so it's quite, uh, yeah, it's quite uh, cute how, you know, it's kind of just replaced, the name just replaced, basically everything else stays the same. It's again it's, a, a white and red car. Yes, I think uh, you can see a photo of the car in our episode at the end where we spoke about the Eiffelland F1 team. Mm -hmm. uh, as we discussed a little bit the uh, legacy and uh, uh, there we related it to Zagspeed. And there, well, as far as I remember, we, we have to design. 
Yeah, when we talk about 1980s, we will uh, talk about yes. Zaxbitz. So. <laughs> Definitely, because they very small team, but they had been around for like relatively a long time. Yeah, so stay tuned for those episodes. Yes. <laughs> right, and that's all for today, folks. Yeah, so again, uh, we just want, I guess, to uh, at the end to emphasize that tobacco sponsorship played a very important role in Formula One, and without it, we wouldn't know this sport as we know it today. Um, mm -hmm. And of course, uh, despite all the kind of ethical problems with this um, industry, um, its impact on Formula One was uh, mostly positive in the sense that, you know, it allowed uh, large and small teams to develop. And uh, um, at, at this stage, I don't know, at, you know, we probably do not have any industry that would be supporting uh, um, Formula One as much as tobacco was supporting it. So I'm just wondering why why high kind of high tech companies like Google or Amazon do not sponsor <laughs> do not sponsor Formula One teams would be kind of cool to have Google branded Formula One or, or, or Amazon branded Formula One. Yes. I think um, uh, there's one team now in the Indies series sponsored by Bitcoin. I yeah last week yeah that's uh, that's right and uh yeah but um, anyway we do not see like large sponsors like being kind of pa principal partner like that's yeah. that, that would be interesting uh maybe some small money is there but uh, not big money but again yeah we also wanted to again emphasize uh, and at the end that uh, even though we talked about big tobacco and rather kind of in the positive sense as uh, yeah. uh, a sponsor sponsorship uh, uh, catalyst behind uh, Formula One, we do not actually promote uh, smoking, and uh, we actually yeah. advise you to to not, to. To not do it um, because yeah, the implications on your health are quite serious. So with that. Thank you very much for um, for watching and uh, for listening to us. We are on all platforms. Thanks to Patrick. And um, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you next time. Yep. Thanks a lot. See you See next you. time. Bye. Bye.